So today on War and Wait, I'm taking this podcast old school, like no fancy intro, no fancy music. Okay, well, you hear the fancy music in the back, right? Like I was able to download it, insert it into the podcast. So like we're not having Sean do the editing today. It's just me doing my Christmas recording and here we are. So I'm going to take you into several teachings that I've heard over the past month, and I'm going to kind of put the spin on or on weight on it. I'm going to direct you back to a Revving the Word episode number 747. I'm going to direct you to a sermon series from Parkview Church in Lexington, Nebraska, where I live. And I'm also going to direct you to a Water's Edge message um, from Yorktown, Virginia. What you're going to discover is the message is the same coast to coast. I think it's just it's just a beautiful thing to hear it repeatedly over and over and over. And I bet in this Christmas season that you've been hearing the same message around peace, hope, and joy. And I hope that we can just connect it all and realize the message is one and the same no matter where we are and what we're hearing. I think you'll find that it's just a beautiful time of year. Now, if you're listening in July, you're thinking this is... This is a Christmas episode. You got Silent Night playing in the background. Well, guess what? This message and this episode is for all year long. And we all hear that so much with the Christmas message, but it really is. So let's dig in. During the time of year, do you find yourself? hustle bustle mode do you really feel like you just lose your mind you get so stressed and so overwhelmed that you just shut down you know we talk about that all the time like where do we turn to when we get stressed what do we turn to when we get emotional what do we you know what is we what do we turn to when we just can't breathe anymore for many of us especially my sisters here who listen to my podcast many of you it's it's food with me it was food For others, it's spending, it's alcohol, it's attention-seeking behavior. Just go ahead and insert whatever your poison is right here. What is it that you turn to when you just can't handle things anymore? You've heard me talk about it all the time, and we could go hours on this episode talking about coping mechanisms. But let's talk about the opposite of that. So let's talk about peace. Peace sounds pretty good, right? It's kind of fluffy. And like, does that really like resonate with us? Does it really seem like that peace is just so far from reach? So let's let's just break it down really simply. What is it? So Webster's Dictionary describes peace as a state of tranquility or quiet, such as freedom from civil disturbance. A state of security or order within a community provided for by law or custom. You know, my episode with Katie Jeffcote, we talked about having order and balance and harmony. And how that really the order of things, you know, produces happiness because it's not necessarily a balance, but it's the harmony of it. And so to me, that sounds like peace. What about freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions? That's where we lie with all of the negative self-talk that we talk about. This is where we're really talking to ourselves. And in those episodes that we've had over the past six months of 
understanding your thoughts and understanding your emotions and journaling your emotions and your thought and journaling your your thoughts that's when we find that we we get freedom from that and so that brings peace the third definition they give is harmony and personal relations no doubt that when there is harmony amongst our relationships in our lives that brings some peace um, and then they have a state of number four is they have a state or a period of mutual concord between governments. Um, so that's when, you know, when the world's at peace. Um, and then the fifth one is a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been in war or a state of enmity. So just think about those things. That's what, that's what Webster defines peace as. Biblically speaking, it's interesting that in the Old Testament, peace is mentioned 237 times. And not in in the Old Testament, and then ninety one times in the New Testament. You know, one is from the Hebrew word, root word, and the other is from the Greek root word. You know, so I, I took that to BibleStudyTools.com, and this is what they described it as: the meaning of peace in, in the meaning of peace, and then they say period, which I think is interesting. In English, the word peace conjures up this passive picture. Of one showing an absence of civil disturbances or hostilities or a personal personality free from internal exterior external strife. Okay, pause. Definitely when we talk about what is peace, when we talked about like what leads us to overeating or overdrinking or overspending or whatever it is that we are, it's definitely from strife, whether internal or external. The biblical concept of peace is larger than that and it rests heavily on the root on the hebrew root word slm which means to be complete or to be sound the verb conveys both dynamic and static meaning to be complete or whole or to live well when you look at webster's peace is a noun this gives it a little bit of a twist that peace can be a verb so we look at that and we think, huh, so I could actually use peace as a verb. So that's really what we're looking for is to be whole and live sound. That might just look different for each of us. As I work through with my clients and, and even on my personal journey, there are some questions to ask ourselves that really make the most difference and where we're going to get some traction. Like, what does it look like to be whole? to live well, and be sound? That is some really powerful questions. And I want you to hit pause right now. And I want you to grab a pen, and I want you to write some things down. I want you to write down everything that comes to mind around peace, living well, or being sound. start? Have you started writing? As you can tell, I'm going to keep pausing until you do. So this is a season of reflection and goal setting. 
you hear me talk about it already, we're ramping up for the new year, the new you, all the new thing campaign. Everybody's going to do all these great things in the new year. You've even heard me saying you get to choose who you want to be in 2023. But this is a time right now of season of reflection. So if you're struggling with this simple assignment, you may need to start with writing down the things that cause you to lose peace. Things you didn't like about 2022. Things you don't want to repeat in 2023. If you're a woman of faith, being complete and living well cannot be separated from our relationship with Jesus or love for our God. Do y'all know I love me some Revelation Wellness, revving the Word? I talk about it all the time. It's why I became a certified instructor and facilitator because I believe that the message of the Wellness Revelation is beautiful. So I'm going to encourage you to go to Revelation Wellness Podcast, episode 747. I want you to pop in some earbuds, go for a walk, listen. Or if you're just driving in your car, you can listen. The first 23 minutes is an exercise portion of it. She's going to coach you through, you know, increasing your speed, decreasing your speed. The message is still there. But they're saying, I don't want to take a, I don't want to exercise today, Keith. I just want to finish your little assignment of writing what makes me have peace. I want you to go and start that podcast around minute 23 and meditate on it. I'm not even going to try to summarize it for you because it's just way too good the way it is. So it's okay to pause here. It's okay to pause, finish writing what brings you peace. It's okay to pause and go listen to episode 747 of the Wellness Revelation podcast. But just make sure you come back. So did you love that? If you loved episode 747, if you loved anything else that you listened to while you were over there on the Revelation Wellness Podcast, you're going to love my course, The Weight Loss Battle Plan. The course is based on the book, The Wellness Revelation. Yeah, you can pick up the book and you can read it alone. I have even provided you the link to buy the book on your own on CoachKeitha.com at my favorite things page. But you're missing all the good stuff when you pick up the book and read it alone. As a certified relation wellness facilitator, I'm able to give you resources that are not available to the public, first and foremost. Second of all, by doing the course with me, you get nine coaching calls, nine weeks of one-to-one calls. You're going to have accountability and coaching. You have opportunity to ask questions. And then in 2023, I'm going to be starting doing monthly meetups with all of my students. And this is going to be a standalone course every month. It's just a couple hours a month where you get a new message. You get a new workout. You get some new assignments. So also you get to participate in those for free for the entire year after you've done the course. Once you're a student, you're always a student. It's kind of like when you're a weight loss coach, when you're a weight loss client. I'm still your coach forever. Whether you're doing the program or not, I'm still going to check on you and I'm still going to love on you and I'm still going to be here for you every day that you're ready to contend for your health. So let's talk about the wellness revelation course. 
Uh, my personal course is called the Weight Loss Battle Plan. I've got a few slots left at the holiday price. You're going to be able to grab the coupon code in the show notes, and I believe it is 22 holiday. And that's going to be the cheapest time you ever get to this course. Uh, I was highly um, encouraged to, during the launch, so to speak, which is during this time right now, to give you the best possible course and do it for a limited number, either of slots or time. And I'm doing it for the limited time. And so you can jump over and you can buy the, well, weight loss battle plan today using the holiday, the 2022 holiday code. And that's going to give you a really good price. And guess what? You can start it when you want. I'm not going to make you start tomorrow. You do have six months to complete the course. And that's from the day that you buy the course. But let's just say you buy the course today and you don't want to start until January 15th. We're going to work out that date to make sure you get your full six months to finish it. But it's only an eight-week course. So I'm giving you lots of time. So let's be clear. The weight loss battle plan gets you mentally, physically, and spiritually fit. I don't see it as a rapid weight loss program by any means, but boy, does it get you to the point to where you can lose, to lose your weight because it helps you kind of filter through the things that are weighing you down that may cause you not to have the motivation that you need, or maybe not to be able to get, it gives you what you need to focus a little bit more, especially if you're a woman of faith. You know, when you work with me as a rapid weight loss client, you're ready to go all in. You want to lose that weight fast. You have made a commitment. You've purchased a program. You're taking my calls every day. You're doing your weekly calls with me once a week, once you get past your first seven days. We're working through the Habits of Health book and the Life book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson. You're learning all the same principles that you've learned in the Revelation Wellness without the spiritual side of things. But you're getting a very structured program and it gives you the food solutions that make your nutrition super simple. And that's how I lost my weight. I can't say enough great things about the program. I mean, I just scream it from the rooftops because I know that it's an amazing program that works for anybody. So if you're interested in this in the rapid weight loss program, I want you to go to coachkeitha.com and set up an appointment with me and let's just chat about it. There's never an obligation on your first you know, conversation with me. I want to know what your goals are, what you're looking for, and then I can help you decide, do I just go straight to the rapid weight loss program or do I do the weight loss battle plan and get my mind right, get my um, spirituality right and become spiritually fit, mentally fit, and then go into rapid weight loss or do I just want to do a Bible study with somebody? So we're going to decide that. We're going to, you can do is you can go over to my Facebook page or you can go to coachkeitha.com and you can request to join my free Healthy Habits 101 group. In that 101 group, I'm going to give you all the basics for the Rapid Weight Loss Program. Minus the coaching, minus the accountability. Minus the one, the hand-holding, so to speak, guidance to get you started and going. But you do get some basic information. So you've got so many options. So I just want you to make sure that to kind of give you your options as we go into the new year. You know, and also just kind of like tell you where I am. Like you don't have to be a Christian to work with me. I can coach you through an amazing transformation program, whether you're drawing on your faith or not. 
but you do know that like this is what you get with me, but I can't do it without it. I prefer not to, but I can. And I have many clients who have great success. But you know what? But that's what leads me to the message from Pastor Stu Hodges. He gave it on joy and he posed a challenge during his sermon this past uh, week. I was so lucky to be back in Virginia and and be back at Waters Edge Church. Um, Pastor Stu has always delivered a solid message that just drives such points home that you really just, you just, you want to listen all the time. So I thought I would tell you about his episode, the, his sermon on joy and the challenge that he posed during the sermon. And I know I told you that this episode was about peace and it is, let's be honest. Can you separate peace from joy? Because I can't. When you have peace, you have joy and joy leads to peace. So Pastor Sue challenged us to tell one person this week, what does Jesus mean to you? Like he had some other challenges, but this was the one that was really kind of big. So that's kind of asking, like asking somebody, what does Christmas mean to you? So whether you're Christian or not, Christmas has some kind of significance for you. It has a meaning to you. You know, what is it? Well, so what does Christmas mean to you? What does Jesus mean to you? Yeah, go ahead and write those two questions down on that page that you started journaling on about how to, what does living in peace or being whole look like to me? You know, for me, you know, Jesus is peace. I feel completely whole when everything in the world is stripped away and it's just me and Jesus. Now, that's the really tricky part because it's really hard to keep Jesus first. And I often don't do it well. Like, I really don't. It's not for the lack of trying. But there's just things that just get in the way. There's thoughts that take overtake us. And we have to we have to practice and learn how to do that. So this past few weeks, my pastor at Parkview in Lexington Nebraska has been doing sermons on Thanksgiving and peace, and they've been really good. I've been taking a lot of notes. So when Stu posed the question, what does Jesus mean to you? I immediately went back to the day that I met Jesus. Yep. Here's one of those moments when I'm going to share something that you might just jump off this train. Say, uh-uh, not Christmas train, not for me, but I hope not. Oh, by the way, did y'all see my pictures from the Christmas train at Bush Gardens? Um, check out I posted it in a reel. Um, I absolutely love the Christmas train at Bush Gardens. And I don't know why, but I do a lot of this Christmas stuff and a lot of the things that I like to go and do are so childlike and it's, but it's so fun. I had the best time on the train. So anyway, sorry, didn't mean to, to like, what do they call it? The squirrel disease. Sometimes I get that. Okay. So let's talk about the day that I met Jesus. You know, I couldn't have been more than six. I was at vacation Bible school. I remember being there, not so sure of what I was supposed to be doing, who the people were I with, but I vividly remember sitting on the grass, just scared and confused. I could see the other kids walking around and playing and, and I just didn't know like how to interact with them. Like that's the, that's what I remember is like just feeling like I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I was at vacation Bible school, so maybe 
Maybe I was by myself. Maybe I was with a bunch of kids I didn't know. Who knows? But the next part I want to share is what gets a little hokey, but it shaped my faith. I was sitting alone in the grass, and all of a sudden, Jesus was sitting next to me. Seriously, like picture when you see Jesus sitting with the children. He was rubbing his hand on the grass, and the other hand was on my shoulder. And then it was this look. And in that moment, all was well. It's the only way that I can describe it. And when there are so many worship songs that when it talks about being well in my soul, I weep. And it's this uncontrollable weep. And it's because in that moment of the song, I'm in that moment as a little child, very small child, in the grass, having that moment. It, and over the years, I've thought about it. Like, was I a child with just this really big imagination or did it happen? Did Jesus really come and sit with me and make everything well? What I can tell you is that after that brief moment, and it was just a flash of a moment, I got up and I went with the other kids. I remember wanting to tell my teacher. I can still picture her face. I remember smiling from the inside out, like the biggest smile. And I was so happy and content. I can still even feel it now, like, as I talk about it, like, I'm really, like, I still, I mean, it still brings tears to my eyes every time I think about that moment. It was years before I told anyone about this day. Like, I just, I never did. And honestly, I can only think of a handful of people I've told before now. So when I wrote the chapter in the Unleash Her book, I had started, and, and I've said, talked about this so many times already is I started by writing down as many memories as I could that would lead me to why I began binge eating and burying myself my chapter my chapter was called dig deep and I talk about how sometimes you have to you have to dig deep to find out why you buried yourself before you can unleash her because the, the whole theme of the book is is how you've overcome So I think about that moment, you know, that moment is, leads back to all those other moments. It's the moment that grounded me. It's the reason that every move that I made as a child, I found a church. It's the reason as an almost young teenager, fairly young teenager, attending church with a friend answered an altar call all by herself. It's the reason that that same young girl had her friend's parents drive her to her own baptism. It's the reason I chose Jesus. It's the reason every time I royally screw up. Like royally. And I wasn't following God. I find my way right back. It's the reason when I had been far away from God that the guilt would get me so bad because I had experienced it in this slight better. It's the reason I know what true peace feels like. And in that moment as a little girl, I felt it. And every time I think about that moment, I feel absolutely peace. I crave that feeling. And I think that listening to this episode 747 of Revving the Word made me realize that 
baby. I've been chasing that feeling when I was turning to all the other things. Yep, here I am. You know, still very new into my weight loss journey. Still, I'm 52 years old. I'm still figuring it out. And I'm hoping that you are still contending for your health and you're still trying to figure it out as well. Yep, but just now, that's what I, I realized. That's what it was doing. That feeling, the experience, it only happens when I encounter Jesus. Jesus isn't in the food. He's not in alcohol. He's not overspending. He's not in, he's not even, even in busyness. He is in silent, still moments of the glance into your soul. So, what does Jesus mean to me? Mean to me, Pastor Stu? All is well. Ultimate peace. Every day I have a gift that I can either open or put on a shelf. Yep, that's Stu's analogy. I can choose to experience it and live it out or not. I'm still learning and I'm often, I often, and I say often, sister, I am right here with you, struggle to live in peace, to experience joy. I still turn to other things and a peace is gone, but I'm still human and I will always be a work in progress. I hope that you are able to define what Jesus, Christmas, and peace mean to you during this Christmas week. And if you're listening in July, I hope that you're, you're, you're just taking it and putting a little freedom spin on it. Who knows? But this is an episode for all year round because it doesn't matter whether it's December, November, October, September, August, July, June, May, April, March, February, or January. I did it backwards. We all need to understand where our peace comes from and what does Jesus mean to us. So until next time, sister, next time you hear from me, it will be the new year.